0: as god intended let's go welcome to looking for healing talk radio where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. I'm your host, Nicola Burnett, holistic dietitian, functional medicine practitioner, and proprietor of Back to Balance Wellness Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. I thank you for joining me today at looking for Healing Talk Radio. Looking for Healing is an exciting show where you can learn from experts in the practice of natural medicine. Combined, the show hosts possess more than a hundred years of clinical experience as professional healers and includes myself, Nicola Burnett, Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Brian Artis, and Dr. Jana Schmidt. If you're into all things natural when it comes to health and healing, then stick with us. This is the show for you. I am super grateful to have this opportunity to share and educate and expand the minds of others on the topic of natural healing, which is a topic that has seemingly gotten lost as the primary way of healing. I invite you to share the links and to tell all your like minded friends and family that they can find us live every week on America Out Loud Talk Radio at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and via recorded podcasts at AmericaOutLoud.com, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora Networks, and via America Out Loud phone apps downloaded from Apple android and alexa and i'd like to take a moment to thank the sponsor of the show global healing global healing is a family-owned company that has been around since 1988 their products are developed using cutting-edge manufacturing processes and the best ingredients nature has to offer They work with small organic farmers and producers to offer pure, fresh ingredients. They use cold-pressed extraction process using triple-distilled water, preserving and encapsulating the pure essence of the plants. They use a proprietary cold-filtering process that filters the liquid product without generating heat, thereby preserving the delicate constituents of the herbs and their liquid extractions are made more bioavailable, balanced, and stable with the addition of Ormus supercharged minerals. If you're interested in nutritional products that are pure, potent, and made with love, then Global Healing should be your company of choice. And Global Healing is offering a generous 15% off your first purchase as a thank you to our faithful listening audience of Looking for Healing Radio. Just use the discount code of Out Loud when placing your order. That's O U T L O U D Out Loud. Okay, so let's get into our show today. We have our fabulous guest, uh, Tom Woloshin. Uh, We uh, last week we did a show with Tom, and as I mentioned, there was so many more things to talk about that we just decided to do a series. And Tom is the author of The Complete Master Cleanse. He's a holistic healer up in Canada. He's been practicing over 43 years, and he's kind of got a little reputation known as the lemonade guy. So we're going to get into a little bit more today around Tom and about Tom. I really love his story. He's got a fabulous story about how he got into holistic healing. Um, I'm going to let you take over Tom and tell us uh, that story because it's it's a great story and tell us the long version. I like all the details. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) Sometimes you leave out details. I'm like, no, no, no. Talk about this. Uh,
1: Oh, boy. This is this is I was thinking about this and I thought, do I need should I tell the story? Because it's I was telling the story when we were in Luxor, Egypt. And I don't know if you remember. And and, uh, there were about 10 women at the table as I told this story. They were all laughing so hard they were crying. And this is a horror story <laughs> for me, <laughs> for me. And women could relate to this. Okay, so I'll I'll get into that. You'll be laughing. It's really worth listening to all of this.
0: Yeah, um, that's why I said tell the long version. <clears throat> I'll tell great. the
1: long version. <laughs> so back in 1969, I was... um living in canada is where I, I live not not at the place i live now it's in uh, in, the, in the western part of canada north of north dakota and uh, my roommate who is a close friend of mine taught me to skydive uh he was dating this woman whose former boyfriend had gone to hawaii and had met the man stanley burrows and stanley burrows is the man who uh, developed the the master cleanser of the lemonade diet and when he came back uh, home, he brought six copies of his book and he gave one to his ex-girlfriend. Well, she had no interest in this because I, she was still angry at him and gave it her, the book to my roommate who was very kind of health conscious as I wasn't. And um, in this book, there was the, the, the lemonade diet or the master cleanser. And my roommate, Michael says, hey, Tom, let's do this diet. And I said, well, what is it? He said, it's the lemonade diet. I said, "What? Do you, what, what? what's that? He says, it's a a diet where you drink lemonade. I said, yeah, and what else? He said, nothing. I said, what do you mean? You just drink lemonade? I go, yeah. He goes, yeah. I said, for how long? He said, 10 days. I said, not interested. I'm not interested. I go, no, really, let's do it. I went, no, no, no. I said, this sounds like a bunch of BS. This is quackery. I have no interest. And he kept bugging me and bugging me. And it was a few weeks later. I don't remember exactly how long, two, three weeks or something. And finally, I gave in and said, I will prove to you that this is quackery, (laughs) that this is just complete idiocy. But I'll do it. I can't hurt me for 10 days. Well, I do the cleanse for 10 days. And it quite literally changes my life. I went from eating meat three times a day sometimes and 40 ounces of milk every day. 40 ounces of milk. That's a Canadian quart. And I go on the cleanse. And um, after a few days, you know, you're drinking lemonade. And I I waited for five days to to get tired. And after five days, I finally went, "Mm, I guess I won't get tired. (laughs) Because I thought, how can you live on this? But after a few days, I would be uh, on the toilet and having these quite severe cramping. And which isn't caused by the cleanse. It was caused by my own body's health at the time. And I would get up from the toilet and kind of look back there and go, What the is that? It would just, just this horrible stuff. And it stunk. And I went, This isn't right. Not this that, that I've got this in my body. It's right that it's coming out. But I had no sense of what I was doing. I was only doing to prove this wouldn't work. But I knew that getting rid of this waste out of my body had to be a good thing, not a bad thing. Well, after doing the cleanse, now being healthier, more sensitive, not so numb to my body's urgings, the first time I tried eating meat, I went, this I don't like the way I feel. And the next day I tried drinking some milk. And again, I went, oh, I don't like the way I feel. So I, became, I went from being Mr. Carnivore to Mr. Vegan in a matter of a couple of weeks, which shocked people so this was may of 1979 well it was shortly after that i suffered an injury i was to my penis i was tickling my brother who was a much bigger man than myself and i was standing over him and he would just i could <laughs> he he would he couldn't control himself when i would tickle him and he was standing over him and he threw his head up and it slammed his head against my penis and uh, and against my pubic bone and ruptured my urethra. So I got this infection that went to my prostate. And so when, after a few days of going like, what is going on and having some problems? When you have a problem with your prostate, you have discomfort or pain in your penis because that's where the nerve endings are for your prostate. So I go to my doctor and she and she goes, okay, you have an infection. So she puts me on sulfa drugs. Well, I did not know I was allergic to sulfa drugs. And after three days or four days of being on this medication, I remember I was about 60% of my body was cherry red and itchy. And I was scratching myself at night while asleep to the point where I would bleed. And so I figure I got to go to the hospital. So I take my medication and I go to the hospital, and by the time they're checking me out, it's gone from 60% of my body to now 90% of my body. You don't any medications? I went, Yeah, I'm on these, on this, I got this prostate infection. I'm on sulfur drugs. They went, Oh, give us a few minutes. And of course, I'm in the white gown thing, you know. And they bring in 10 people to look at me, and these are all interns talking, you know, and they say, Strip down. And so I got to get naked in front of these people, and they look at me and they go, Here's a classic example of sulfa drug allergic re- reaction. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my Duh. God.
1: Yeah. So, the, so then <laughs> they they give me a shot of Chortripilon and uh, a, a, a half hour shot of uh, adrenaline. So they don't kill me. It's, you know, it goes, they inject it over 30 minutes. And then they say, go see your doctor. So I go to see my doctor and she goes, okay, well, we we will take you off of that. Of course, you can't put you on that. We'll put you on some... Uh, antibiotics so i would go on antibiotics and i'd be as long i'd be on them and then i'd go off and then the infection would come back and so she'd put me back on antibiotics and i would be on them and the infection would go away and then i'd go off and then it'd come back so finally she refers me to this urologist his name is dr duke and if you remember the tv show way back then there was the dukes of hazard and this doctor and his associates were referred to by the community as the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> and <laughs> oh let me gosh. tell you, so I go in to see this doctor and I explained to him my situation, how I had a, an injury to my penis that probably ruptured the urethra, caused the infection that went up to my prostate. Uh, and on, and he went, did you see any blood? I went, No. Okay. Then it's not from that at all. It has nothing to do with that, which I know it did. So he says, so what they want to do then is he puts on the examination glove (laughs) and, you know, tells you to bend over and he wants to (laughs) probe my prostate. Well, when he does this, he presses it so hard. I nearly faint from the pain and I'm barely holding onto the table and he's looking at me and he's laughing. He thinks this is just the funniest thing. And I'm going like, what the, we're like, really? Like, we're, this was, you know, he thinks it's funny that he's he's done this. So he says, okay, I wanna take a urine sample and get on the table. So I get on the table and he pulls out this rubber hose. He wants to get a urine sample from my bladder. He doesn't want me to urinate. He's So he takes this rubber tube And he starts pushing it into my penis, through my urethra, into my bladder. Well, he doesn't tell me what's going to happen real quick. And my bladder wanted to release immediately. I should have just let that happen. And there would have been just, you know, (laughs) urine (laughs) flying all over, which would have been a good thing. But so, you know, my, you know, so my prostate is, is already swollen, which can make it hard to urinate. Well, I clamped down and... To, so I don't have this accident. And when he gets the tube in, he says, "Urinate." And I go, "I'm kind of in a bit of a shock there." And I go, "I can't." He Goes, "Yes, you can." I go, "No, I can't." And I'm lying on this table, and I go, "He said, you know, urinate." I said, I, I'm, "I'm trying to. I can't." So he starts. He takes his hand and he starts pushing on my bladder and pushing. And he's getting angry now, trying to make you know, like squeeze it out of me. And I'm like, "Oh my!" God. <clears throat> and it's not working so he gets really angry and yanks the tube out and sends oh me on God. my yeah and sends me on my way and as i'm leaving the office i go i've got this urge to urinate so when i go to the the bathroom and i urinate i'm now bleeding because he's ruptured the urethra again so Gosh. i go to back to my doctor and i say i've been treated i said this man would treat a piece of meat that he was going to eat with more care and integrity and, and empathy than he did with me and I said you know like don't send me there again and stuff so I go on and off and on and off and on medications and it's still not working so she you know this is months later and she goes I'm going to send you to another urologist I went no, I don't think so. Oh, no, this guy's different. He's different. <laughs> and this is where the horror story really starts.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, uh,
1: so I go to see this urologist. Excuse me, just had a cough there. And um, um, I go into this waiting room, and I'm with eight pregnant, really pregnant women. And I'm going, am I in the right place? There's eight big, you we know, don't really big bellied women in myself and it's kind of like <laughs> what's wrong with this picture like so the my name comes up okay i'm in the right place and they send me into this office and it's a bigger office with all kinds of tools and appliances and <laughs> cabinets and i see this one cabinet and i'm looking into it and it's all glass and i go I wonder what those tools are for. Wrong question to ask.
0: Oh they, no. These
1: look like a they're, they're they're like giant fish hooks, except they don't have a barb on the end. And there's about a dozen of them, and they go from very skinny to wider and wider and wider, different gauges. And I thought, I wonder what those are for. So they look like a giant, like a big J. So this doctor comes in and I explain my experience with a previous urologist and how I was bleeding after he had yanked the tube out and stuff and that I was having problems urinating. Well he in his mind assumed now that I was having problems urinating because where I had been damaged, it had maybe been scarred. And he was gonna have to fix that. And he didn't tell me how he was going to fix that. So he looks You're at the end the of hook. my <laughs> yeah, he goes to he looks at the end of my penis to see how big my urethra is and goes to this cabinet and opens up the door. And there's 12 of them, and his first finger is at the top, and he goes you know, about four or five down to the right diameter and pulls out this big hook.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. It looks like a
1: giant fish hook. And I'm going, what is this about? And he takes this to me and grabs my penis and sticks it up my penis. And I'm being impaled down. My penis is now impaled on this giant hook.
0: And I'm oh, kind of oh, not funny,
1: but... and I'm white knuckle <laughs> oh, looking God. at this. And he says, Oh, that wasn't so bad because I didn't shriek or scream. And I went, oh, What is going on? And he pulls it out. He said, Let's do it again. And he jams it up again
0: another time. Go, oh my is God. You didn't here? stop him? You didn't say, Wait, what the hell are you doing? I, I, it would
1: happen so quick. And he oh takes it god. out and I'm just kind of like, what? oh god my god, what is going
2: on? Please.
1: <laughs> I'm an atheist at the time, and I'm like, please, God, save me.
3: <laughs> oh my God, this is it,
1: painful to listen to. You know, it wasn't as painful as it was. It wasn't painful, it was just more shocking because I did he didn't rip my urethra, but it was kind of like I'm being impaled on this crazy device. And oh my um, god. So okay, we'll,
0: hold hold there, because, because we we're going to go into
1: part two, where it all changes.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> Cliffhanger here. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, we're 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 at that moment where we're going to have to take a quick break. Um, And when we come back, I uh, can't wait to hear the end of this story. You know, you, I've heard this story before, but not Not to this level of detail. So I'm actually hearing it for the first time as well. So anyways, (laughs) all right, we will uh, be back in just a quick minute. Sit tight.
3: Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA redox cell signaling molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out Out americaoutloud.shop, look for ASEA Cell Signaling Molecules Liquid Supplement, and check out Nurse Michelle's recent favorite ASEA product, Renew 28 Revitalizing Redox Gel, because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when I broke my hip. Give it a try for your aches and pains and let nurses out loud hear how your health has improved.
2: How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with CoFix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? CoFix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Just click the Co-fix Rx banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout.
4: These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free, Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud.
0: This is Nicola Burnett coming back from our short break on Looking for Healing Radio. And real quick, I just want to mention before we get back into it with Tom, that if you're not able to catch any of our shows live, just know that all of our shows go to podcast, typically a day or two after the live broadcast is complete. You can listen to any of the podcasts on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, or America Out Loud, and many more. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to subscribe and rate the show for us. Okay, so let's get back to our interview with Mr. Tom Walotian He left us on a cliffhanger here, so let's get into part two of learning how <clears throat> um, he got into natural medicine. So welcome back, Tom.
1: Okay, thank you. Um, yes, cliffhanger. So my doctor then, you know, I tell him this story and say, like, this is just, it's getting more and more absurd. This is just beyond. And so we uh, left
0: off with a Hook, you being inhaled. <laughs> oh, right. In yeah, I to, yeah, I
1: told her about this experience. <laughs> and because he just, he didn't leave me with, that's, you know, taking the hook out. And that was it. I was done. Let me out of here.
0: <laughs> this I'm, is so I'm, wild.
1: I'm done. And I was a very, you have to remember that I had a lot of faith in medicine at that time i belong, i believe that medicine was the the answer to all your health problems <laughs>
0: that's so <laughs> no, funny hearing of, that now
1: yeah yeah if you know you, and this is going to sound funny because i've got a few things to say after i tell tell the story so finally it's um it's january the 7th 1980 and this friend of mine who had met stanley burroughs brought my teacher maynard dalderis to speak to uh, an audience. It was a Monday night, I believe, and Monday or Tuesday night, and I went in to hear him speak about the Master Cleanse uh, the lem- uh, or the Lemonade Diet. He talked about color therapy. He talked about uh, VitaFlex. And in fact, I was uh, put my arm up and said, do me, do me. And I, he demonstrated an atlas adjustment on me because at the time I was told I needed fusions in two places in my neck because of sports injuries. And uh, I was in chronic neck and shoulder pain. Um, it was, you know, it was that was a whole nother issue. But anyways, I go into my class. And uh, on the first day, the first the first evening of the talk was on the master cleanse or the lemonade diet. And, and as he explained it, I went, oh, this all makes perfect sense why this works. Now I understand because I didn't read why it works. I only read how to do it right? because I didn't want to believe that it worked, even though it did. So he explains all of this. And pretty soon everybody's going on the cleanse and um, except me and this other guy, and finally he asked, um, why are you not on the cleanse? And I, I said, well, I've been there, been there, done that. And he said, well, why wouldn't you want to do it again? And so I um, said, well, this is getting into another story, but it'll, it'll all come together. So he said, why are you not doing the cleanse? I said, I didn't really like the drink because what do you mean you didn't like the drink well um i'm not used wasn't used to eating spicy food so i started uh, i made the lemonade and then i put two big capsules of cayenne pepper in my mouth and take these capsules of cayenne pepper and drink my lemonade and then i didn't like the way the drink tasted so I would uh, take two tablespoons of lemon, two tablespoons of cayenne, or two tablespoons of maple syrup, take my two capsules <laughs> of cayenne pepper, and then drink my eight ounces of water. And of course, when these capsules would open up, it would be just kind of like an inferno. <laughs> it would just kind of <laughs> explode inside me. And that's why, of course, I was passing, I passed probably four or five pounds of mucus on the master cleanse, just clearing out my body. Well, after three days of going on the cleanse my second time around, my prostate problems, the inability to urinate, pain with my pain, all of that stuff completely disappeared by the third day of being on the lemonade diet. And in fact, my sister at Christmas time, this was January, you know, about the 12th or 13th. And over Christmas, my sister had said to me, Tom, you're looking really sick and you need to go back to eating meat. And I said, it's not because I'm not eating meat. It's all this, these drugs I've been taking. And she goes, oh, no, 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 no. You need to go back to, you know. Well, anyways, day six of the master cleanse, I go to see her, to show her myself. She sees me and she says, oh, geez, you're looking so much better. I said, yes, I am. I said, I'm back on the master cleanse. Oh, no, that's bad. Get off. I said, you just said I look better. I said, in fact... I feel so much better. And, um, you know, from there, I haven't looked back. And then in, through all of 1980, I did in total, not at one time, but I did in total 100 days of the master cleanse. And what's interesting about this story, I have some people, one of my friends who thinks I'm really extreme about doing the master cleanse. And when I told him that story about all the stuff i went through with that prostate infection and you know through the medical system and then i go in the cleanse and in three days of drinking lemonade it's gone and he goes i get you (laughs) i get you I go, of course yeah i said to you know i had seven months of medical intervention that just went from bad to worse and then three days of drinking lemonade all the symptoms went away. Not that it was cleared up in three days, but the symptoms were, and I did like sixteen days of the cleanse, and um, never looked back from that point on. So that was that's kind of my story. And, and as I as at that time I was taking my training, so I was not just seeing myself, but my um, my former wife. Uh, she went on the cleanse. She did a hundred days with me. She had rheumatoid arthritis, completely you know in her knees, quite bad, completely cleared up. I watched people with scoliosis, their spines straightened out. And and, um, there was uh, people with uh, varicose veins and all kinds of stuff. And it was just kind of an amazing experience to not just watch other people, you know, myself, but other people as well. And so it was 1980. I've been using this work, you know, um, religiously, if I can say. Uh, (laughs) I became somewhat infamous for telling people about the Master Cleanse. In fact, I was in a health food store talking to somebody and she said, what's your name? "Paul Ocean. She goes, oh, I've heard about you. You're not so bad. <laughs> people would say, be careful. There's a guy out there and he'll try and get you on the Master Cleanse. <laughs> and, uh, and because I would just tell everybody about it because it was just something I wanted to share about how simple this was, you know, that you could, with very little expense, take some discipline, you know, some, some effort and, um, and a desire to get well, you know? And so I would just share it with people all the time. And that's how I started my practice. And, and I had all, you know, one of my close friends, his girlfriend had leukemia and she went on the cleanse using the color lamp. And in 10 days, going to the cancer clinic every day for, to get her blood tested on the 10th day, her leukemia was gone. Tenth day. And this was, you know, this was being verified. My first paying client was a man, young man. He was how old was he? He was in his 20s, 23, 24 or something. Mike was his name. And he had, he was dying of leukemia. And he, he said, I can't do the chemotherapy. It's poisoning me. I'm just so sick all the time. And he did something like 51 consecutive days of the cleanse. And on day 27, he went into the clinic and they said, you're, you know, there was no leukemia in his blood at that point however they did a bone marrow test and he said there was there was still a small percentage of the blood there that had that was cancerous and I had warned him that there it would be because that's what I was taught what's going to come out of the out of your bone marrow will be the last one to clean up so those are the you know some of the things that I had seen very early on so it was pretty easy for me to commit to this as a is a new path uh in in my life's journey into uh into the world.
0: So that's Wow, he's... okay. Well, uh, thank you for sharing all that. So we left on the first segment with a cliffhanger you were in the doctor's office and you had just been impaled with a in your penis twice. How did that end? Well, he, what did he? What did the doctor tell you? What did he do? What,
1: well, he just he, you know, because I didn't shriek or scream in pain, he went, "Oh, I guess your urethra has not been scarred and grown together, so that you have reduced urinary tract flow." And I had said, "You could have just asked me,"
0: <laughs> <laughs> because
1: I knew that that wasn't the problem. Because when you Ugh. when you get a prostate problem and it swells. Your prostate is generally about the size of a walnut that resides just under your bladder. And for men, the urethra passes directly through it. And when it swells, it squeezes the urethra so you can't urinate very easily. And what happens is that these that muscle that you use to relax to hold urine in the bladder, when you have this prostate swelling, it becomes very difficult. Like you'll, you know, like you'll go to, you'll be standing at a urinal and it might take sometimes 30 seconds or more to just relax enough that you can urinate. So he, that's what he was thinking he was going to fix that, you know. And so from there he had, oh, I think, you know what he did? Yeah. So what he went, he went from putting me on antibiotics to a Nystatin on an anti, um, uh, antifungal or something you know like he he said you know it's not bacterial maybe it's an antifungal and he just suggested that and of course that didn't work as well so i went from um you know uh, sulfa drugs to you know a- a- an antibiotic i try to remember Am- ampicillin was maybe what it was to nice mm-hmm. so he suggested nice and of course none of them worked because the problem was I had a problem in my prostate that was the infection was growing on the problem. So, killing the infection wasn't getting rid of the problem, it was just the symptom. So, when I did some cleansing, then um, uh, it went away. I mean, I can, if you want to talk on an emotional level, um, prostate can be, that was only old was like 24 at the time and it can be a belief in growing old and I remember I was because I was having problems with my neck and shoulders and stuff and I was thinking geez I'm only 24 and I'm got like like feeling like an old man here and I would I remember having a dream of my teeth falling out and symbolically that's a belief in growing old like you when you go get go old your teeth fall out and I remember having that and and um, in Louise Hayes' book prostate problems can be a belief in growing old.
0: Mm, interesting. You know,
1: yes. So, um, so all of that was going on as I was, you know, because of the other health condition, I created a a, a secondary condition, but by going on the master cleanse and all of those things um, clearing up, I've had many people who say, you seem a lot younger than your age. I'm mm, now 68. Definitely. And, and, uh, and, I uh, and and doing the master plans and you know making efforts to stay young and not buy into you're getting you know by the, you know by the time you're 50 you need glasses or by in by the time you're 60 you need this and blah 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 uh it's a you know i've made efforts to uh stay on top of my stress and worry to uh you know eat as you know as as well as i can and i can't say i you know i i i i'm not overly strict i'll eat pizza once in a while i will um you know i eat cheese once in a while i don't drink milk anymore um i'm not as strict as i used to be i was you know pretty hardcore uh and i've eased up some but i you know the thing is is that um if you're completely stress-free i believe you can pretty much eat what you want because i've known people to will actually take poison to see how much stress they have in their body, because apparently they believed if you didn't have any stress, the poison won't affect you. And um, it's kind of like where um, this is a little different, but there was this you know Canadian man who I would see on TV, and he would demonstrate through using mind control, he would take a knitting needle and push it through his forearm from one side to the other without any pain. And then when he would pull it out, this is on live tv there would be no bleeding and no mark or scarring where the needle had gone through the, the, like this is a nitty needle and uh and it was just you know through mind control so i had seen stuff to go okay you know it's you know it it's stress it's anxiety it's fear that affects your body and uh so we've you know so it starts with a fear an emotion, a state of mind. And then from there, it manifests physically in the body as a dis-ease or illness. And in the work that I was taught, it was to take a holistic approach, mind, body, and spirit. So doing the master cleanse or taking supplements, um, exercising, um, doing homeopathy, getting acupuncture, all of those things are working on the physical. It doesn't matter where you start, but you've got to do the mental and emotional work. Like where is... Where is my mind? Am I always afraid? Am I always like I used to worry a lot? My parents were great worriers. So um, I learned from them. They became the role model. So it was now time for me to go, okay, how do I change that? How do I? And I started with Louise Hayes' work and doing uh, uh, like a, uh, a cleansing of my worry so i would do i'm willing to release the need to worry i'm willing to release the need to worry. i'm countering in a, in a sense instead of just saying i'm safe and secure i had to let go of the fear to make room for security and uh uh so that was only uh mental and emotional and then uh, and when we go into the third part i can talk a little bit about the spiritual aspect and how that all changed as well so I yeah,
0: <clears throat> well, well, thank you so much again for all your sharing. I, I going back, not to keep going back to your story, but at the time, I believe you were working. So you you stated you were an atheist, and at the time, I think you were working in construction. Is that correct?
1: I was actually working. <laughs> people would say tom what do you do for a living and i would say i work with guys who say f-u-c-k a lot <laughs> okay. so it was out of steel that's what i i <laughs> so it was a very mindless job and okay. i was at and, right. and at the time fairly um well we could, didn't have any spiritual beliefs but I'll, I'll, okay. we can talk about we'll talk about that in the next segment here
0: Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. It's about that time where we've got to run off and just take a quick break. So stick with us and we will finish this uh, uh, interview with Tom. We'll be right back.
2: We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything.
3: World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. This
0: is Nicola Burnett coming back from our short break. Looking for Healing Radio is on five days a week, Monday through Friday. You can catch Dr. Brian Artis on Mondays, myself, Nicola Burnett on Tuesdays, Dr. Janice Schmidt on Thursdays, and Dr. H on Wednesdays. Did I get that right? Let's see. Thursdays. Yep. Okay. (laughs) And on Fridays, you get the whole gang of us. So between my co-hosts and I, you can find a new show every day of the week. And if while you're listening, a question pops into your mind, please feel free to submit your question by going to the nav bar on the looking for healing page. We would love to hear from you, and all questions and comments are welcome. Okay, so we're coming back to our uh, second conversation we're having with uh, Tom Woloshin. He is author of The Master Cleanse, and he's known as the Lemonade Guy. And he's been telling us his fabulous, funny, um, interesting, entertaining story and so we're coming back in our last segment here, and I my question to you is: so if I remember, as I said, just when we ended the second segment, I, I remember you telling me you were in construction or you know basically doing manual labor, whatever. My point in asking that is that you weren't involved in any kind of field that was related to health or healing. Or it wasn't like you were working in the medical field as a respiratory therapist, and then you decided to jump to the other side of holistic healing. So, how being an atheist and being not really connected to this industry at all, how how did that jump happen? I mean, I, I get that you were, you know, your life changed with the Master Cleanse, but pick it up from there. How did you? You know how okay, did all this so, kind of come to be? Because now you've been in a, a practice, you have your own practice, successful practice for f- over forty years in the holistic healthcare field. So bridge that for us, if you would. Well, I
1: was originally wanted to be an astrophysicist. I astronomy it was was a hobby of mine as a child, and I still do astronomy today. Um, so I was had gone to university for a few years and had studied chemistry and physics and spectroscopy, and which all tied into the work that I do actually. And I was doing it and I, it just didn't, I feel like I was in the right space. And I dropped out of school and I was, I went to work for an uncle of mine uh, and, and he was, had a a large farming business. And and, and so a whole year I worked on, in, in a large farming business. You know, and uh, and then I left that. And when I came back to uh, where I n- normally lived, I took this part-time job. And in one of the, uh, co- in this company, one of their departments, somebody was killed at work. And I was asked if I would replace this person. And so I took, I found myself in this job that I was, uh, you know, got, you know, started working at. And I was doing this rather mindless job and I would say to myself, I want to be happier. I want to be healthier. I want to be more fulfilled. And that's when the Master Cleanse was introduced to me because I was looking for something. But as I mentioned earlier, I I rejected this. So as I was talking about, I talked about mind-body and uh, I hadn't gone into the spiritual aspect of this. Well, because I was into the physics and the science of all of this i didn't believe that there was any room for spirituality or god and in fact when i was in high school i went to a catholic high school and we were in ethics class and there were about 80 kids in this class and i remember the teacher was going to ask a question and he said anybody and he said oh i want to preface this first he he said uh, how do you say this he said is anybody uh uh, first he said, I want to ask, is anybody an atheist here? And I raised my arm. I thought there was one of the almost 80 kids, and I went, That would be me. He said, Why are you an atheist, Tom? And I said, Who would want to believe in a God that would judge you, condemn you, and let you burn in it for eternity in hell if you if you screw up? Where's the love? Where's the forgiveness? Where's the empathy? Where I, I, I said, I'd rather go to hell and burn forever than worship somebody who put me there. He went, Oh, okay. <laughs> he says, I kind of get that. So then he says, uh, Okay, class, what does it take to be a Christian? And there's like, I think 77 or 78 kids there, myself included, and they're all kind of duh. So I raise my arm and he goes, Tom says, It takes faith. And then he looks at me and he's, of disgusted he says kind of with disgust he says tom is the only person that's thought this through in this room (laughs) like i'm you know the only the atheist knows you need to have faith so anyways in my class that i'm taking to learn this work my teacher asked is anybody an atheist and i went that would be me and he said why are you an atheist i say the same thing and he said well you know tom Maybe that's not the real God. Maybe there's a God that's forgiving and loving and not condemning. And maybe hell's just, a, you know, something that somebody made up, made up by man. I went, oh, I'll take that on advisement. Well, on the 40th day of the cleanse, after I took my training, I woke up one morning and I went and I said to my, we weren't married then, my future wife. And I went, there's a God. And I remember her looking at her because she wasn't necessarily spiritually inclined either. And I went, "What do you mean?" I said, "I can feel it." And I went, "And this—I'm an atheist. I'm a this very adamant atheist. I believe that if you believe in God, you're an emotional cripple. You need help. You need." (laughs) And here I am (laughs) believing in God, and I don't. and, And it's really kind of upsetting and disturbing because I don't know what it all means. Well, what I now believe is that or what i've seen is that it was one of my friends after a couple of years she came up to me and she said you know this mutual friend of ours said she said all those people who do the lemonade diet turn into god lovers and i went oh right and people and she said why would that be and i go well think about it if you're in a lot of pain like i used to be in a lot of pain and discomfort i haven't got time for thinking about how life is wonderful life is and the beauty of life and god and blah 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 if anything i'd be cursing god why do you do this to me <laughs> and uh, what happens when you get healthier you've got you know and you're happier and you've got less pain you start to become more emotionally um healthy and you've got less stress and pretty soon you open up to what's life all about why am i here how did i get here what's the meaning to the life you know and Mm -hmm. if you know i remember reading marianne williamson and and she says you know in the bible it says what are we here to do what what are we here to do in life and we're here to just do god's will and what's will thought action behavior and, and what does god mean love which is we're just basically here to act lovingly, behave lovingly, and do loving things, but loving yourself and loving others. And I went, oh well, this is that's easy enough to do, you know, or no, I shouldn't say do it. it, it, it it's not a bad thing, you know, to to think in terms of God that way, Louise. Hay, doesn't she uses the word life that God encompasses all things, and you know, in the Bible it says. You know the universe, or you know, started with God said, "Let there be light." Well, if you you know in in cosmology, it all started with the Big Bang when there was this burst of light, which is kind of the same thing. <laughs> and my my belief is now that, uh, and I don't like the word God just because of the sort of religious connotations, but I like to think of it as universal intelligence. This that the universe is is uh, I don't know how you know just it it it's like a continually sort of evolving sort of belief, but that there is this intelligence that guides the way things work and it, actually how does this all happen and you know Einstein said you know when quantum mechanics came out and quantum mechanics says it's all about uh, randomness and and Einstein says God doesn't throw dice with the universe. And I believe that there is this continual randomness waiting for continual direction. And our thoughts, our beliefs, like it says, ask and you shall receive in the Bible, is that our thoughts direct our reality. And this quantum mechanics explains the randomness that's always waiting for direction by mind. And my mind is, I have, freedom of choice, you know, a free will. And I believe I can cre- a a being because that's how I was created, created with creativity. And so by thinking happy, loving thoughts, I can create, create a happy and loving life. If I think unhappy, negative thoughts, I can create unhappy, negative experiences in my life. And a large part of my work is to just bring people to that direction of, how did i get here what what's the underlying thought the belief the experience that has sort of defined what's going on and when people get to that point they go oh i chose this over this and i experienced this over this and then as people come to this they go oh and it's all about empowerment is that i am the director writer actor um of my life you know it's not not something beyond me direct you know it's not the devil doing something to me or God you know throwing down some punishment but sort of God helps those that helps themselves so I I truly believe that we can you know by changing our minds changing our life changing our reality changing um the world and it all but it you know I can't change anybody else. That's that's not what I'm suggesting. We can only change ourselves. And in changing ourselves, you know, like when I when I worked at this steel mill, I, you know, as I said, I worked with guys that said F a lot. And they weren't all that, you know, sort of kind, it seemed. And I started doing uh, reading from this book, I deserve love. And in this book, she says, you want to say to yourself, I deserve love in your in your first person, I Tom deserve love. And then you, Tom, deserve love in your second person. And then he, Tom, deserves love in your third person. And you repeat this over and over and over for a period of, you know, three weeks or something. And I began to notice that by saying that I deserve love, these seemingly unconscious men started to treat me with much more respect and care. And I went, oh, I'm actually experiencing a change in my outward world by changing my inward world, by telling me I deserve something better, something bigger, something more loving. And so that's all of this has sort of, you know, you know, this whole journey has been just, just to wake up to my own divinity, my own power and to hopefully share that with people to motivate them to uh, give them hope to that no matter what they've got going on there is an answer and i might have not i'm not saying i have all the answers it's just that i give them the information that they can find their own answers so that's uh, pretty much what what it's all been for me is just uh, being in service and support to others not that i heal anybody but motivate people to heal themselves
0: Beautiful, that's the best way to put it. <laughs> wow, that's that's awesome. Couple couple of things. I have one question for you. Do you still consider yourself an atheist? Oh, how, <laughs> how, how do you? I'm
1: an atheist to the atheist. God that I was taught in church. My God, my because I, that was such a a very defined and limited and small. Um perspective to what this grandiose being that permeates the entire universe there are more stars in our universe than all the grains of sand on all the beaches that cover the earth you know you know so there's it's god is way bigger than somebody you know judging me to be good or bad right or wrong i do that to myself god just says yes to my to my urgings. And so I best have my best thoughts in mind than to, you know, so I want to say to people, stop saying that's crazy. Say that's wonderful. That's amazing. That's incredible. That's believable. I love that.
0: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Very nice. Well, I thank you so much. It's interesting. There's been such a great flow with you as there always is. I mean, we've known each other now for a long time and I consider you one of my closest friends and so, all the things that you were talking about when we were on a break um, previously, we were talking about, oh, what, you know, what should we talk about on this episode and this episode? And so, you really kind of started the process of what we're going to talk about in this um, last uh, podcast. We'll record one more, uh, or I should say, live show if anyone's watching live. Um, and that's really about the whole topic of your thoughts control uh, or have a lot to do with have almost everything to do with your experience here on planet earth and that's what we're going to really center the entire last interview and discussion around so we'll we'll bring tom back and we're going to get into that a little bit further Right now we're out of time, so I just want to say to both Tom and the listening audience, thank you so much for spending this hour with me. And I do hope that You're feeling inspired and educated and hopeful that no matter what you may be dealing with from a health perspective, there's always a natural solution that may completely remedy and or significantly improve the issue. And boy, Tom's story really (laughs) brings that to light. Um, And that is the message I'm hoping to convey through these discussions of natural healing. And if you'd like to learn more, I invite our listening audience to visit our website at backtobalancelv.com to find out more about what we do here at the center in Las Vegas. And also, if anyone is interested in getting in touch with you, Tom, your website is?
1: www.vitajam.com. And that's V-I-T-A-G-E-M as
0: Beautiful. Okay. And thank you for that. And until then, blessings and abundance with your health and your life. This is Nicola Burnett and Tom Melotion signing off from Looking for Healing Radio. Thank you for joining us. And we'll catch you again with another interview with Tom next week. Thank you. Yeah. Until then, uh, have a great week.